Welcome to the Vivid Church Podcast. Wherever you're listening from today, it's our hope that this message would help you reflect the light of Jesus' life for all to see. Now, here's Pastor Justin Reimer. Well, here we go. We are beginning a series that's going to span the entire summer here at Vivid Church, and we are studying through the book of Proverbs. This book is truly practical. If, if people think that the Bible or have said to you that the Bible is just some old book that doesn't apply to today or lacks relevance, they've never read the book of Proverbs. That's for sure. The book of Proverbs is full of short, pithy little sayings that, that if applied will actually bring breakthrough in our life in the area of wisdom. And so I want to encourage you, like I said, we've got this magazine. Also, of course, you can find the book of Proverbs in your Bible. And so you can study it this way. You can study it on your phone. I like looking at it in this magazine just because I find it inspirational as well. But what we're going to do is that the book of Proverbs has 31 chapters. July has 31 days. So does August. As a church, I want to challenge you every day in July and every day in August. Would you read one chapter of the book of Proverbs? Now someone's going, Pastor Justin, that's bad math. That would be 62 days. Here's what we're going to do. I want to encourage you to read through the book of Proverbs twice this summer. Here's why. Because wisdom is not just a one-time experience. It's not like, oh, I learned that, now I know it. Wisdom needs to be walked out. And what you will find, and what I have found over the, my, my, the span of my life studying this book over and over and over and over again, is that there's always more to do in the area of wisdom. There's always more that I can grow in that area. And so this is going to be really really practical. Like these next number of weeks, I would anticipate that there will be some people who go, that was just like a lesson. I've got to actually go do that now. That's how Proverbs feels. In fact, that's how the writer of Proverbs intended it to feel. Here are some things, if you put them into practice, that would change your life. One of the ways I love to study Proverbs is this, open it up and just read until there's something I can apply. And when I get there, stop and actually begin to put it into practice. And so today we're going to begin that. I want to kind of begin just really as a preface to this series, uh, some thoughts around wisdom and the benefits that come with wisdom. If you're taking notes, uh, really simply want to entitle this message, The Search for Wisdom. The Search for Wisdom. When Solomon wrote this book of Proverbs, he said in the first chapter that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. There's this search, this awe and reverence for the, the unbelievable knowledge of God, the unbelievable, unknowable, unfathomable wisdom of God that when, if you understand he's above us, if you understand that God's not our equal and that he actually has wisdom that changes all parts of our life, it's actually the beginning of wisdom to begin in that place of awe and worship. And so we're going to pray right now and ask God to illuminate the truth from his word. Can we do that? Jesus, I invite you right now. Holy Spirit, we, we welcome you right now to illuminate the truth of this word. I pray that in our hearts and in our lives, as we put it into practice, that we would see the fruit that your word promises. In your name, amen. Amen. The search for wisdom. We're looking at, at Proverbs chapter 2. You know, I'm going to read the beginning of this book out of this magazine. Check it out. Proverbs chapter 2. Beautiful picture right there. Love it. Proverbs chapter 2 says this, My son, if you accept my words and you store up my commands within you, turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. 
Indeed, if you call out for insight and you cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and you search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you'll find the knowledge of God. In this uh, beginning of this this portion, there's, there's a lot of verbs used here. There's a lot of words of action used here. And the reason is this, wisdom is not something that we just accidentally fall into. If you observe someone who's wise, they didn't get that way accidentally. Nobody is born naturally wise. If you've spent any time around kids, you know that to be true. And before you get offended about kids, we were all kids at one point, and some of us still act childish. So that is our natural state. Childishness is our natural state. And wisdom is learned. Wisdom is developed. It comes over time, yes. But let me ask you the question. Have you ever met somebody who was old but still acted childish? Of course you have. Because just doing life, just living through life and, and seeing time go by does not make us wise. Wisdom takes effort. Wisdom takes energy. Wisdom takes work. It's like a search. I know whenever I travel to somewhere new, I often will go before I get there and I'll search out on a map. And I'll look on a map and say, what are the things that I definitely want to see when I get to this new place? If it's a new city or a new area, even within a city, what's a restaurant that I really want to find? What's a coffee spot that I really want to find? Is there like a a monument or a location? Is there something I'm looking for? And and I tend to look beforehand and say, I think I know how I'm going to find it. But then you get there in real life and you realize that a two-dimensional map or, or something on your phone, it just doesn't give you the, the context. It doesn't give you the, the depth of effort and energy that it's going to take to find that little restaurant or that little spot. One of my favorite spots in the city of Hong Kong, there's this little spot that has an incredible, really simple, strange-sounding dish, but it's these cheesy noodles with barbecued pork on them. And I remember once going there with a friend and going like, this meal right here. I actually think about that meal. It costs like $5. It's literally instant noodles with cheese sauce and pork. But something about it is unbelievable. Well, the next time I went back to Hong Kong, I thought, oh, I'm going to just go find that restaurant. But wouldn't you know that every street corner kind of looked the same? And the general direction was not enough. I actually had to put effort and energy into finding that spot. I found it. It's worth it. If you're ever in Hong Kong, let me know. I'll show you my, my special little spot, this little hole in the wall restaurant. But, but searching for something is worth it. And wisdom is certainly worth the search. It's worth the energy that it takes. Let me highlight for you some of these verbs because I think there's so much application in here for us. It says, my son, if you accept my words, in other words, wisdom is being given, but we need to receive it. We need to have an open heart and an open mind to receive it. Even as we begin in this book of Proverbs, I wonder if there's some people who go, I don't need this. I'm already wise. I'm already smart. Now, now you need to know smart. Intelligence and wisdom are not the same thing. Intelligence is intellect. It's, it's, it's completely within our minds. But wisdom is a lifestyle that's acted out. Wisdom is putting into practice what we know to be true. A smart person can say, I know, I know it was wrong, but I did it anyway. A wise person puts into practice what they know to be true. So first of all, this verb accept, we need to accept wisdom as a gift from God, which by the way, in the book of James, Jesus promises this, that if anyone lacks wisdom, they can ask God and he will give it without seeing any favoritism, without finding any fault, and he'll give it generously to anyone who asks. So God's got this gift of wisdom, 
but we need to be ready to accept it or receive it. Secondly, it says this, store it up. You know why? Because a lot of wisdom is something that we need to know, not for now. A lot of what you will learn in the book of Proverbs is that's a good thought for another time in my life. That's a good thought for another season, another decision. Wisdom, it's, it's like storing something up in a Tupperware container. And you say, oh, that's good. I don't need it now. I'm not hungry for that right now, but when I need it, I'm going to pull that out of the fridge. I'm going to pull that out of the freezer and I'm going to apply that to my life. I will feast on this later. See, wisdom here, the, the, the writer says, not only is something we accept, but we actually have to store it up. And it says this, store it up within us. In other words, it's not just remembered in our mind, it's stored up in our heart. It is actually treasured in our heart. Because check out this next uh, this next verb, it says this, turn your ears in wisdom and apply your heart into understanding. So to store up is to treasure. It's to actually treat with value. Uh, I would, I'd put it this way, uh, make it your own. Wisdom is not just like a, something I learn. It's I have applied it to my life and I'm making it my own. Turning your ears to wisdom, applying your heart. Again, we see this effort and this energy that is is given out in order to search for wisdom. It actually comes with some passion as well. Look at what it says in verse 3. Indeed, if you call out for insight, or if you cry aloud for understanding. In other words, if you really want to be wise, it's not just something you wake up on a Tuesday morning, a Wednesday morning, some Saturday afternoon, and say, you know, I'm going to get a little wiser today. It's this deep Seated understanding that I can't do life to the best of my ability. I can't do life well. I certainly can't experience all that God has for me. If I'm just going with the flow, I need to make some wise decisions. So accept it. Store it up. That means to treasure it. Turn your ear to wisdom. In other words, decide and make the the specific decision where I'm going to give my attention to. Apply it to your own life or make it your own. Call out for it. Cry aloud for it. Look for it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. Do, Do you see all of these words of kind of increasing intensity? It begins with just passively accepting and it ends with crying aloud and Desiring. I know there's some people, the, the needs you have in your life, you think if I could just get that thing, I'd be happy. If I could just have that hookup, that opportunity, that next step, I'd be totally happy. If I just had the, the job I was looking for, the opportunity that I need, I'd be totally happy. The truth is, what we need more than any of those things is wisdom. The commentary in John Trapp said this, To get wisdom, it takes the attention of our body, the intention of our mind, and the retention of our memory. It takes our attention. You actually have to turn your ear towards wisdom. It takes the intention of our mind. I actually need to make a decision to apply what I'm learning, but I also need to retain this. I need to have memory for this. That's why I store it up in my heart. You're like, well, well, thanks, Pastor Justin. Now we've looked at some verbs. <laughs> like, like that's great. I know that it, it's something I'm going to have to work for. There's some energy involved. But why should I be wise? Do you know one of the things that every time I open the Bible to teach or preach, uh, I'm asking myself the question, am I saying you have to do this or you can do this? If I'm saying you can do this, your, your question to me would probably be, well, how can I? 
You see, that, that first part kind of answers the how. If you really want to be wise, here's how. You have to apply yourself. You have to make a decision. I'm going to treasure wisdom and store it up within me. You got to turn your attention towards it. And you got to even maybe have this, this desire on the inside of you to cry out and call out and say, that's mine and I'm going after it. That's how you get wise. But then there's this question of, of, I really think you have to. You got to do this. And your question to me, if I say you have to pursue wisdom, you have to search for wisdom, or like I was saying to you, if you're going to Hong Kong, you have to try these this, this incredible dish, these cheesy noodles, your question to me would be, well, why do I have to? Why should I? Let me answer that why should I question here by some of the things that come with the search for wisdom. You see, here's the thing about God. In the pursuit for the thing we think we need, which is wisdom, which we truly do need, God actually gives more than we could ever imagine. He actually blesses with more than we thought we we needed in the first place. This was Solomon's story. God said to Solomon, what do you want? Do you want riches? Do you want power? Do you you want fame? What do you want? And, And Solomon said this more than anything. I simply want wisdom. And God said, if you choose wisdom, and because you've chosen wisdom, I'm also going to give you riches. I'm also going to give you power. I'm also going to give you fame because you will actually be able to have the character that can sustain that. And so this is Solomon's own story. And now he's sharing to us. He's saying, search for wisdom. And let me show you some of the other advantages. Number one, when we search for wisdom, we find God. Look what it says in in verse 5. Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. In this context, the knowledge of God is not just a cognitive understanding of who God is. It is the intimate relationship with God. He says, search for wisdom and you will find the wisest. Search for wisdom and you will find the source of wisdom. You will find a relational uh, intentionality, a relational interaction with God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So I say to you, Vivid Church, in this summer, as we search for wisdom, as we study Proverbs, and we we read it through in July, we read it through in August, and we say, I'm not just going to read this, I'm going to put it into practice. I'm one of those ones who needs wisdom, but I'm asking God for it. When we search for wisdom, we're going to find a more deepened relationship with God. Number two, search for wisdom, and you find victory Look what it says here. For God holds success in store for the upright. When you search for God or you search for wisdom, you don't just find the understanding to know I should do this and not this. I I, I can solve this problem this way instead of the way that I've typically done it. You actually find victory. God is actually holding up victory in store for those who pursue wisdom. And God says, apply this and you will find success. You will find victory. I actually want to bless you, to prosper you, to lead you in to what some might call your best life. I want to lead you not only to what you think is your best life, but into the life that I have been storing up for you, a victorious life. So when you search for wisdom, you find God. When you search for wisdom, you find victory. Number three, when you search for wisdom, you find protection. Look what it says here in verse six. For God shield has a shield for those whose walk is blameless. When you search for wisdom, not only do you find a more intimate relationship with God, not only do you find the victory that he has in store for you, but he also protects us. 
This is unbelievable. God is saying there's a certain way that I want you to go. There's a way that I want you to live. There are problems to be solved. And if you solve them the way that I've laid out for you, guess what? I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be a shield for you. In the city of Florence, there's this really interesting tradition that spanned, I think, over 600 years. In the city, there is a yearly competition, a tournament that takes place between the four districts of the city. And this tournament is in, in a sport, maybe maybe some of you have heard of it, it's called Calcio Storico. And, and this particular sport is, is 27 versus 27 in a large arena. It's like the sport of rugby, but no rules. It's amazing. I was, I was watching some clips from it. The, the ball is entered in, and then these 27 men on each side begin to fight. And, and it's like they box, they wrestle, they kick, they, they, they put into submission holds, whatever it takes to bring down their enemy so that the, the one carrying the ball can make his way through this melee and score. It's unbelievable to see the way the chaos that's happening around, but it's like this creative chaos. And I can't help but get this picture that God's saying this, if you want wisdom, if you search for wisdom, I actually want you to win. I actually have victory in store for you and I will be your protection to help you get there. Like you have the the resource of all the power of heaven on your side. When you search for wisdom, God's saying, I'm going to block for you. I'm going to make a way for you. I, I used to think of maybe the, the will of God like this tightrope. And it was like, man, i got to walk on the tightrope and make sure I don't fall off and don't get it wrong. Maybe you've lived with that type of fear. I don't want to mess this thing up. And God needs me so much. I want to do what he has called me to. I want to live in wisdom. And it's really hard to do. But I think it's a really a little more like this sport, I encourage you to go find a clip of it. God's like, I'm going to just protect you. Here's where you are. That's where you're trying to get. And I'm going to make a, a whole series of ways for you to get there. And I'm going to be on your side protecting you. So when you search for wisdom, you get a better relationship with God. When you search for wisdom, you get victory that God has in store for you. When you search for wisdom, you also find Protection, but it doesn't stop there. I really want to make this case to us that there's nothing more important for us in this season than actually becoming wiser and searching out this wisdom. Number four, when you search for wisdom, you find better habits. Let me show you. It says this in in verse nine. It says, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. And this word path, it actually, it, uh, it's like a, a rut in, in a road. Like imagine a muddy road and a rut. In this time, it would have been moving uh, people and equipment by wagons. This word path, it actually is like the, the indented area of a muddy road that is created by a wagon wheel that has gone back and forth over the same road. And so instead of actually having to navigate and put a ton of energy into making your way through this road and up and down and over, the wagon wheels through repetition have created easy ruts for for the wagon wheels to, to pass by. And so in the future, there's less energy needed. That's what habits are like in our life. When we create habits, we have said to our mind and our body and our lifestyle, hey, this is the easiest way to navigate through this problem. And some of us have the wrong habits. Some of us have a habit that when we come under stress, we go on the attack. 
Some of us have, have the habit that when we are discouraged, we eat the wrong thing or we, we look to the wrong type of attention or we find the wrong substance or we go to some sort of an addictive behavior that makes us for a moment feel like we can escape. But God is saying this, when you search for wisdom, I'm going to show you what's right and just and fair, new paths. You're going to create some new habits. So the pursuit of wisdom, yes, it's difficult, it's hard, it takes work, it takes energy, crying out, calling out. But in the process, you actually find new habits, which makes navigating future decisions significantly easier. I want to say this, some ruts are worth getting stuck in. I think we're always saying to people, don't get stuck in a rut. But if you're, if you're in the rut that's the right way, there's some habits worth being stuck in. There's some habits worth developing. Over these next nine weeks, we're going to be developing some of those habits. So we find God, we find victory, we find protection, we find habits. Number five, we also find pleasure. God actually promises joy in the pursuit of wisdom. Now for some, you're saying, I'm going to have to change my habits. I'm going to have to actually make a harder decision, not do the thing that I just naturally want to do. I have to grow up and stop being childish. None of this sounds like a good time. This does not sound like a a, a summer full of fun, but look what the Bible promises. Verse 10, for wisdom when it will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. God says, trust me, you're actually going to like this better. You can actually enjoy the benefits that come with wisdom without the side effects that come with sin. You can enjoy the benefits of of living your life in the right paths without the side effects or the damaging effects of going your own way. That's why there's some ruts just worth staying stuck in. I promise you, you make this your goal this summer, and we do this thing together in hubs and on Sundays and in personal time of devotion, just daily saying, I'm going to take the Word of God, apply it to my life, put it into practice. Not only will you find more victory, not only will you find you know, a more intimate relationship with God, your soul will enjoy it as well. It feels good living this way. The next section of this passage, it goes on to talk about tripping up. It says, if you don't do these things, Here's what happens. Like if you don't have wisdom, you're liable to be like the person who goes out of that pathway. And it says in going out of the right paths and beginning to make the wrong decisions, look at what it says in verse 13. They've left the straight path and they walk in the dark way. In other words, they walk without the illumination of light. What happens when you don't have any light? You trip. The Bible says this, if you get wisdom, it protects you from tripping. It protects you from being tripped. You can actually walk with confidence. Then it goes on to say this, it'll also keep you from the smooth or flattering words uh, of the, the context in this chapter. It says of an adulterous woman. Now, this is speaking probably literally that somebody who's trying to seduce you is always bad. But it's also speaking figuratively that foolishness is this seductive, flattering type of, of, of word. It's tricking you in to doing what you wanted to do anyway. And it's actually illuminating a trap. So the Bible says this, if you get wisdom, you're not going to trip and you're not going to get trapped. When you live in wisdom, you're not going to be tripped. You're not going to be Trapped. You can avoid the things that trip people up and you can avoid the traps that people get stuck in. Man, wisdom sounds pretty good right now. Yeah, it takes energy. Yeah, it takes effort. Of course, it is this lifestyle pursuit. Of course, it's this energy that we needs to be expelled. Of course, we need to put our hearts and souls into it and treasure wisdom in our heart. But 
When we search for wisdom, we find God. When we search for wisdom, we find victory. When we search for wisdom, we find protection. When we search for wisdom, we find better habits. When we search for wisdom, we find pleasure. It keeps us from tripping. It keeps us from being trapped. And lastly, I want to say this, that when you search for wisdom, you actually find blessing as well. Look what it says in verse uh, 21. It says, For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the unfaithful will be torn from it. In, in the Old Testament, the land had everything to do with blessing. It had everything to do with God's best promises. And the promise for you and I here is that when we search for wisdom, we walk in God's blessing. I'm going to be really, really honest with you. Wisdom costs. Like wisdom definitely comes at a cost. Foolishness is cheap. I like to say it this way. Weeds grow fast. Trees grow slow. And wisdom is more like a tree. It's easy to show quick improvements in your life if that improvement is found through foolishness. Cutting corners, stepping on whoever you have to to get to the top. You know, deviating from integrity in order to just get what you want and get it now. Living your whole life on credit. It's easy. It's easy to, to be quick. It, it's a cost to live in wisdom. But to not pursue wisdom actually costs us everything. Is the blessing God has in store for you so much greater than the, the thing you could get your hands on right now? So, so I want to challenge us. Can we pursue wisdom together? You say, well, how am I going to do it? We're going to actually put those verbs into practice. We're going to apply it. We're going to treasure it in our heart. We're going to make it our own. We're going to turn our ear and be specific about what we're giving our attention to. Crying out, calling out searching as if it were treasure. And you say, well, why should I do that? Because finding God is worth it. Finding victory is worth it. Finding new habits is worth it. The protection that God promises, oh, it's so worth it. And the pleasure that comes in living a life of wisdom and the blessing that comes in wisdom, there's simply nothing else like it. Can I pray with you right now, wherever you are? I'm going to pray for two things. First of all, for every one of us that we would simply apply Wisdom. And secondly, I want to pray for you. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the greatest thing you could do, the best decision you could make in your pursuit of wisdom is to understand that no matter how hard you try, you cannot live perfect. And the gift of God is this, that He gives grace where we lack. He gives blessing or blesses us with forgiveness instead of us working through all of the shame and guilt of our mistakes. So first, I'm going to pray for wisdom, then I'm going to pray for salvation. Jesus, thank you for every person listening today, every person watching church at home. Those watching alone, those in house parties, those who are in Canada and scattered around the world. I pray right now that you'd help us to pursue wisdom. I thank you that what we're going to find is you. What we're going to find is victory and protection and habits and pleasure and blessing. I thank you that wisdom is not something you hold away from us. It's something you actually give to us and you say, I want you to begin by accepting it. So we start with that today. Help us as we walk this out. And I pray right now for every person who's not yet received you in faith, that they would pray a simple prayer of faith like this. Jesus, thank you for loving me. I understand that without you, I'm lost. Today I receive you. Today I repent of my, my sin. And I receive the grace that you offer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, 
Oh, it's an exciting journey ahead. And it's one that you were never intended to do alone. We want to walk this out with you. So let us know in the chat. Say, I prayed that prayer. I made that decision. And our team wants to connect with you and help you walk this out. I love you guys so much. I'm looking forward to the summer. I hope for some you're not saying, oh, it just feels too practical. Guys, pleasure and, and, and victory and blessing. It, it begins very practically, but it ends with uh, this huge, uh, intangible type of reward. So let's do this thing together. We hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Vivid Church podcast. For more information about Vivid Church, check out our website at www.vivid.church or look us up on Instagram at vivid.church. Have the best day.